Hello, my name is Jeff Hammond, Senior Associate Editor with Multi-Housing News, and thanks for joining us for Multifamily's Top Marketers. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Jeremy Lawson, Reputation Manager with Fogelman Properties. Jeremy possesses 20 years of experience in residential property management, and his areas of expertise include everything digital, from marketing to reputation management. He sits on the National Apartment Association's Marketing and Communication Committee and serves on the board of the NAA Education Institute. Jeremy has written extensively about the importance of reputation management in the past, and that's a big topic we plan to dive into today. Welcome, Jeremy. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm excited to be here with you today. So first, can you just tell me, how did you get started in this field of reputation management in the multifamily industry? So uh, for me, uh, I've always been very passionate about the resident experience, really just the customer experience. So, um, you know, being in this industry for quite some time, I played a big role in the social space, social media, and I saw all those conversations going on online. And I really saw the opportunity for us as an organization um, to take a proactive approach and really dig into the sentiment and what's being said about us online and taking control of those conversations and creating positive, um, positive experiences for those residents that live in our communities. So, you know, um, being on site for a number of years and reading those social medias, I started to teach um, social media courses back in the day, if you can remember that, um, like what is social media, what is Twitter and all of those things. So it really evolved over a period of time. Um, I started to do reports and analytics, digging into the analytics around all of that. Um, and so my company saw that and um, really created this opportunity for me to take um, this role to a national level. And so I dug into the reputation management space, created, helped them write this job outline and work with them to create the strategy around this. That's great. So you've been with Fogelman for about 15 years, is that correct? Yeah, actually, it's my 15th anniversary next week, so uh, almost half my life I've been with the company. It's a really exciting journey, and to, to see how everything's changed in this space is, um, you know, it's so exciting, and just what I've learned along the way has changed so drastically, again, coming from on-site to now being at a corporate level. Um, yeah, I just, I swear, I just bleaked, and, and here I am 15 years later. So can you tell me, a lot of people, I think to the average layperson, when they hear reputation management, they would think of reading and responding to reviews, but it does go a little bit beyond that, doesn't it? Can you give me an idea of the full scope? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> How much time do we have? Um, so absolutely what you said, it is about you know reading and responding to those reviews, but um, from all the conversations I've had over the years with our site teams and, and really just with any consumer, um, you know, we all want to build value for our brand. And there's so much being said about us online, um, whether it is in that social space or on those online review sites. So, um, yeah, just really digging into the sentiment of what is being um, said about communities online, both positive, negative, and even neutral, um, you can really impact the bottom line at a community, um, increase revenues, you know, I think at the end of the day, we want to create those meaningful experiences and what a better place to go than what people are truly um, honestly saying about us candidly online. 
Now you mentioned a community's bottom line. Have you seen a quantifiable impact on communities from active reputation management? You know, actually I have. So I, I read a lot of studies and I look a lot of data that's out there. I mean, you can pretty much do a Google search and find a lot of great data, but what I wanted to do um, is say, you know, hey, you know, Pokemon properties, like, is this, does this relevant to us? Can we find an impact at our owned and managed properties? So what I did was I actually dug into data going back years and years and years. We partner with uh, Sochi, so we actually can aggregate data pretty much back to the beginning of time that reviews existed. So through their sentiment analysis tool and really a lot of data that we have in our property management software, I look for correlation. So Jeff, what I found was communities that had higher approval ratings actually had some really, really interesting data points. So um, our, our communities with those higher uh, approval ratings have residents that stay longer. So we had lower turnovers year over year. And as that approval rating increased, we saw a steady decline in that number. So that, that was very, very exciting for me to see. But additionally, what we found was the residents of those communities were willing to pay more for their renewals as well. So we looked at year over year analysis for that um, data point as well and saw um, a positive variance there. But we also saw, saw higher engagement rates. So we had more residents attending resident events. Um, I mean, there were just so many exciting data points that I found. I, I couldn't wait to share them with our executive team and, and just really say, hey, look, this, yes, we all read these, you know, these studies, but it's really true for us, too. It's not just something, you know, someone's putting out on the Internet. So what are two or three practices that you would say any multifamily manager could and should implement to improve their community's reputation? Well, of course, you have to partner with someone that can help you manage all of this because, you know, conversations are happening about our communities all over the internet. And it can really be a daunting um, and very overwhelming task for you to have to go to this place to respond to this review, monitor it, learn from it, all of that. It's, it's, it's really is impossible these days. So you have to have a good partner, first of all. But, you know, you really have to carve out time um, from an operational standpoint to dig into this data. We send out reports to our teams every month and we, we allocate some time to truly just discuss reputation management and, you know, what's going on at the community. Um, you know, obviously there's controllable and uncontrollable aspects of reputation management, but you can certainly learn from every single review that's out there. So it's not just going through the motions and responding to reviews, but it truly is understanding what the sentiment is in that review, um, celebrating those wins and talking about those opportunities. So many of our site teams actually have um, discussions in their team meetings where they're discussing the reviews that are coming in. And, um, you know, if they have a team member that's been named in a review, we have a little celebration around that sometimes just to, again, just bring um, positive energy to this space, which can be very negative at many times. Should all reviews get a response from management, whether they're positive or negative? You know, that's a good question, Jeff. And I think there's, you could always say there's an exception to every rule, but my general response would be absolutely yes. You should engage and respond to all reviews that come into the community because you don't want it to look like you are ignoring any of your customers. But again, it's, it's about being consistent. And that's, that's definitely um, something that we preach to all of our teams. Consistency is very important. And, um, you know, they took the time to go on there 
and leave that feedback. So we want our teams to engage. So we go through a whole onboarding process around reputation management. And that's certainly one of the pieces that we have. And we actually have, you know, we've implemented some policies around that as it relates to how long they have to respond to those reviews because our customers are out there talking about us online and we wanna engage with those conversations as soon as possible. If you as a property investor or a manager bring a community into your portfolio that perhaps had a negative reputation, how do you manage that property to bring it up and in line with the rest of your portfolio? Well, fortunately for us, we've been doing this a very long time. Um, you know, I've been working with reputation management for, I think about eight years now, but there was someone before me even that was putting together a report. So we certainly have a track record um, of success as it relates to reputation management. So bringing new teams on board is not um, anything that's um, new to us. Um, and all, honestly, I think these days people expect to have some sort of reputation management um, practices in place. So um, here again, over, I would say over the last couple of years, it's more commonplace for us to onboard a property. They're accustomed to responding to reviews, but really just as we call fogelmanizing it and bringing them up to our standards as it relates to reputation management. So um, all I would say all through the process of when we're looking at a community, we're looking at those reviews before we even make an offer to better understand the opportunities that we have from an investment standpoint. Um, and then, of course, as we transition the property into our portfolio, we meet with the teams and outline what our practices are. And we have a great team here to support them with all of those areas. And um, it's been very successful for us. Um, it's always great to see a property come in with this, what I call struggling as it relates to the reputation. Learn from it, dig into those reviews and um, implement a strategy and how we can really um, help the team, support the team to better support our, our customers and make them happier, which reflects online. There's certainly a correlation there. Now, Jeremy, is there anything, is there any such thing as a property with too many good reviews or perhaps a too high rating that may cause uh, potential renters to doubt that? You know, that's a really good question, actually. So we have to be careful with reviews, right? I always say we want them to kind of trickle in. We don't want to see an influx as you're, as you're um, talking about, but you know, you might have 30 reviews come in in a very short period of time. People, our renters are smart. Customers are smart these days. And um, they look at those timestamps and they can put two and two together and they can see, well, why did this property have these 30 positive reviews come in in the last, 24 hours or whatever the time frame is. So absolutely, we want to, um, you know, just steady as it goes. You know, we want to have um, some positive movement, but not too much. So there absolutely is um, a such thing as too many good reviews. Tell me about a time when you had a community that perhaps received a negative review and what kind of opportunity did that present for you and how did you address it? So as, when it comes to negative reviews, obviously there are um, many different types of negative reviews that can come in. Um, and I always see there's, there's always a little truth to every review. Um, you know, of course we have those customers that are a little louder than others at times. Um, but, you know, in, in property management, um, we're dealing with people's homes. It's a very emotional area. 
So we have to be very careful and very sensitive to that. Everyone deserves to have a safe and comfortable place to come home to. Um, you know, it's their sanctuary. So when a negative review comes in, um, you know, just understanding the why behind that. And sometimes, you know, it's reaching out to the site teams who take their jobs very seriously. So it's really just talking to them, talking them off the ledge as well, because they work very, very hard. So it, it means, you know, when they get that negative review, it's emotional for them too. So sometimes it's um, someone stepping in, supporting them with those responses and, and just talking through it with them to try to understand what happened, how can we prevent that from happening again? And what can we do? I call it a service recovery. So how can we recover from that, um, you know, at a personal level, at a property level? Um, and so that way, again, we can learn from it and just take step to ensure that that doesn't happen again. But it's, you know, negative reviews happen, you know, many, many times. We can all Google fun reviews to read and, and see what's going on on the internet. But, um, you know, for us as a company, we certainly want to minimize that and um, learn from it and ensure we're not seeing trends. Um, and that's what's great about our reporting is you can really dig into it and better understand what's going on. And um, one case in point I'll, I'll say is we had a property in one of our markets that was really struggling with crime. And it was just, it wasn't normal. So what we actually did was um, we saw a huge increase in crime in that area, and, and those were reflected in the reviews. Residents didn't necessarily feel safe coming home, which we certainly don't want to happen. So I um, set up a call with the site team, and we actually dug into our, our competition as well. So not only can we read the reviews about our community, we can read the reviews about our competition too. So what we saw was there was a trend in that market. So we worked with the ownership group to implement a somewhat expensive um, strategy there. We actually put gates up at that community, which is probably the first time that's ever happened in my 20 years. Um, we put a gates up at the community and um, we just, we really wanted our residents to come home and again, have that sanctuary that, that they feel safe in. So um, it was really insightful and the team was very receptive to that too. And it was really exciting for us, I know it's a negative experience, but just to better understand that, hey, this wasn't just at our community, this was happening um, in the area. Very interesting. Going to a more bird's eye view, uh, looking at an overall reputation management strategy, do you need to tailor a strategy to an individual property or is it possible to have more of a one size fits all approach? So um, I would say the short answer is Yes, we want to implement a consistent strategy so everyone understands what expectations are. Of course, we, we outline the, the practices, best practices, and how we respond to reviews, and then all of those things. But um, there's certainly, you know, every community is a little different, every market's a little different, um, and that, so the needs are, are going to be a little different there too. But um, again, I, I said this before, you know, everyone wants to come home to a safe and enjoyable environment. And we want to empower our teams to be able to provide that for them. Um, so I would definitely say that it is a, um, a blanket strategy, if you will, but um, we do take a personalized approach to um, reach those goals. And fortunately for us, we have a great support team and our operational teams are very involved in this. It's not just a um, directive from corporate, if you will. Um, you know, all of our teams go through training. They understand it. We read the reviews together. Um, we look for opportunities. We talk about it and, and all of that. So 
blanket strategy, but then a personalized approach. Okay. Now, with all the challenges that the last year or so has presented uh, to everyone and definitely to the industry, what changes have come about in the reputation management space? Well, we couldn't get a, a call in without talking about um, that horrible five-letter word, COVID. And, um, you know, I would say that when last March, when the bottom fell out, we had a call to talk specifically about this um, because we were nervous and we were like, what's going to happen? You know, that unknown, and there's still a lot of unknown in the world, but, um, you know, again, we went into our, our platform, we set up um, basically Google alerts, if you will, um, anytime that word or any um, variation of that was mentioned. Um, and what we actually found, fortunately, was I think um, we had, I think, three reviews that mentioned that or so come in um, there in the beginning. So, and they weren't even necessarily negative. It was actually about um, just positive feedback um, that mentioned that. So we were very fortunate in that space, but what I will tell you, um, what we did change, um, we of course have a task force that meets regularly to talk specifically about um, the changes in that space, but um, we ramped up our communication with our residents and implemented some communication practices that just kind of informed them of what's going on. And um, I would definitely say that that's something that everyone, everyone just wants to know what's going on um, when it comes to their home and, um, you know, what's happening at the community. So um, our COO actually sent out letters to all of our residents regularly to keep them up abreast of, you know, what's going on and um, how that's impacted the services and our business um, as a whole. So residents were very receptive to that, appreciative um, in this in these trying times. So that would that would say that's the biggest change that happened. But fortunately for us, again, um, we didn't see a huge increase in negative activity because of that. So basically, just more engagement is better, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there. I, I don't think there's a there's too much communication that can happen at a community. Um, just again, that's usually when we we see those influx influxes in um, negative activity, and and it's not easy either. Just communicating with residents, taking the time to let them know, hey, um, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing. Da 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 da. So um, they're busy. We we totally get that. So we implement um, you know drip campaigns and automated response templates and, and all of that to help support our teams because we know that's so important. Great. Now we are nearing the end of our program, but I do want to ask you one last question. And that's, you've been at this a while. Uh, you said the past eight years doing reputation management. So how do you anticipate the next few years going forward? What do you think is going to become more important? What's going to change? Well, I can tell you, Jeff, what I've seen over the last few years is just that um, the share of voices increase and um, all of the top companies that are out there and many of the smaller ones now have a formalized process in place. So um, I would say we're, we're kind of getting up to speed with everyone else, you know, the Amazons and Netflix, as you know, you can go in and leave that instantaneous feedback on that. And, and everyone's asking for that feedback too. So there's definitely a little bit of um, noise there. So we've got to be careful with that. But just having, a, like I said already, having a good partner in place that can help you digest all of this information, having a strong team that can help you um, understand what's being said in those spaces. So that way you can 
implement strategies and tactics around that so you can continue to increase your approval ratings to really just maintain those satisfied customers. Um, I've definitely seen an increase in the overall approval ratings at many of the companies as well as Fogelman. I think in the last few years, we've increased our approval rating about 12 points. So um, that's definitely a positive thing, but there are also, a, there's an increase in reviews. I was going back, looking at some numbers. And for example, this is a ways back, but like 2013 is kind of when we started this and we had about 900 reviews. And um, last year we had about 4,800. So definitely an increase in the reviews, as, as I mentioned, but um, there's a lot to be learned. You know, there's a lot we can learn there. And um, there's always new products that are coming out too. As I mentioned, we can look at our, com our competition. So if there is a community that's struggling that might not be up to your company standards, um, you know, we say, hey, well, you might not be here. We want to make sure you're leading the market. So we want to look at those reviews at a, a granular level and dig into what the competition's doing as well, just so we can continue to increase that satisfaction at our community. So there's definitely a lot of lead, and that's why I'm so excited to be in the marketing space because you know it does touch on so many other areas of marketing. So um, yeah, I would say we're just continuing to learn, to be honest, um, and refreshing that energy that comes with reputation management too. Um, you can get a little, you know, eyes can glaze over a little bit with all of the data that's out there, but bringing other people in to, to help them understand it too. So it's, it's a very exciting place to be. Um, and, and I mentioned at the beginning that we saw the correlation between the um, resident, in that resident life cycle, you know, happier residents are gonna stay longer and that leads to, to less turnovers, less turnover expenses. So so many areas that it impacts your bottom line in a positive way. All right, great. Thank you so much. And it looks like we're about out of time now, but Jeremy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. And thanks for taking the time to really dive into reputation management at such a level. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff. It was great talking with you. Until next time, everyone. Make sure to follow MHN's Multifamilies Top Marketers on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.